You'll turn with me this morning to our text. Our text will be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. It reads this way. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. O Lord, how faithful Thou art, how great Thou art. Come to Thee this morning, Lord, with a thankful heart. Thankful, Lord, that You have restored my family and brought them here, the ones, Lord, that are here. I thank Thee, Lord, for Thy healing amongst our people. Pray for those who are not with us today for various reasons. Lord, may you comfort, may you be a present help, may you reveal thyself to them also. Lord, I thank thee for the number thou hast given us this morning. I thank thee, Lord, for thy promise that two or more are gathered, that you will be here in the midst of us. Lord, I pray that you would reveal thyself to us as light. Lord, you would keep us, that you would go before us, that you would bless this day. That you would bless it and sanctify it. That we may learn about thee. We may grow in the grace and knowledge of thee. That we may commune in thee. O Lord, to thee be all glory. Attend this time for the glory of thee. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The words of our text this morning became or very precious to me in the light of the, the month that we've missed from being here with the people of God. I, you know, as we battled COVID and then, or been battling COVID for a long time, and the Lord has graciously brought us through it, and then the events that happened in my home with my oldest daughter's car wreck. Um, one thing, I stand before you today, and tell you that without this light, without the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the light in this dark world. He is the light in our dark soul. He is the light in our dark times. He is the light in providence. That's what the Lord spoke to me the most. From the time that I've been absent and the times that I laid there on my bed and, and in the worst days of not even being able to lift my head, the light of the Lord never left me. In the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the, the feeling so bad, and the Lord's hope and His light, He brought hymns to my mind, He brought His word to my mind. That's how he comforted me. And I was visited by a lot of Job's friends during that time. And the Lord comforted me. The light of Christ. That's what our text tells us. And it tells us why. For God. Because of God. Because of the triune God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Don't ever, don't ever miss that, that when the Lord said, let there be light, 
The word had to be present to bring forth the light. The light is never present without the word. The Lord says it, 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 that light has shined in our hearts. And the reason of it is to give the light of the knowledge. It's the power of the knowledge of God. It's that, that's the light. And then he tells us at the end how it is. It's the Lord's face. It's the face of Christ revealing himself to us. Not in a physical sense, but in a totality sense of all that God is. The conduit that comes to us is the seed that's in us. It's Christ, the hope of glory. Christ is the life of the seed that's planted in us. Christ is the one that the Holy Spirit reveals to us daily. Christ is the one that the Father said, I'm well pleased in. As I said this morning, it's been a trying, trying few weeks. And what a great mercy that in the darkness of the sickness, in the darkness of the world, keep going on the way it is, in the darkness of trials, in the darkness of the situation with Rebecca, he was the light. He was the strength. I'll never, ever forget that time after battling COVID for as long as I did because I had it bad. And then, and then at the end, getting uh, dehydrated and at the end, getting um, a, a sinus infection on top of all of that. The first day, the first day that the Lord healed me and allowed me to sit up. I'll never forget. It was after, after I got hydrated and I sat there and I, David, it was the first, we could sit together in the den and I was sitting up and I was talking about how well I felt. I'd never felt better in those last two or three weeks. I just felt the light of Christ strengthening me. And at that moment is when my phone rang. At that moment is when the next trial came. And the Lord strengthened me. And the entire time I ran out the door to go to this, the scene, the Lord was strengthening me. He was my present help. He was telling me what I needed to hear. He was telling me that, I, that He was the light, that He's gone before me. He was, he was calming me. He was that calming influence. The light was shining out of the darkness. The light of Christ was filling my soul. That's what Christ is to his people in different measures. Not always the same way. But the hope, the very thing that we have to grasp upon in those times, that, that power. That power that's, that's telling your mind and your heart and your soul that it's going to be all right. That he's died for you. That everything he suffered is so that he can succor us. That's how the Lord nurtures and takes care of his people. I want this morning just to look at the text just a little bit. As I said, for God. That is because he ordained it. I don't want you to miss that in this text because this text, verse 6, is very important because it's the key to the entire chapter. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes, because Paul is talking about his ministry and he's talking about what Christ has done in his soul. 
and he lets us in on verse 6 here to tell us how he's done what he's done. How he was able to do those things. And we'll talk about that a little bit at the end here. But this terminology that, ta- that Paul uses under the, the power of the Holy Ghost for God, it's linking us to what was before, but it's also telling us this is the Lord stopping time, if you will. This is the Lord saying, I'm stopping that trial. I'm stopping that darkness. And the way I'm going to dispel the darkness is in the face of my son. The power of my son. The power of me. The power of the Holy Ghost. For God, because he ordained it, because he is the light, commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He commanded that light. He said, let there be light, and there was light. That was his command. It was his will by the word. It was his word. It was his son. It was not without the word. That's what John tells us in John 1, 1, 4, and 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That word is Christ. Christ is the Word. This Bible, this Word of God that we have is, Jesus said that these Scriptures speak of me. They are me. They they speak of me. They tell of me. But without me, you can't understand them. Without the Holy Spirit that I will send to you that will testify of all that I've ever said and all that I've ever done, done, you will not be able to understand. But Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was life, and the life, the life of Christ was the light of men. That's what I'm talking about. That's the focus this morning. He is the light in that trial. He is the light in my soul. He's the light in my mind. As as we just talked about, how the fogginess and all the confusion that stays in the mind because of the sickness. But there's light there that dispels that. There's light there that settles the mind. There's light there. That's the reality of Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the reality of His presence. It's the reality of His appearance. And then verse 5 says, After in him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The sickness, the trial, the flesh, the wicked one, they cannot comprehend the light of Christ. But we can. We, by him, do. We comprehend it as he reveals himself reigning as he reveals himself in our soul he's the light i had many a conversation i had one at the doctor's office we sat and and he was telling me because my doctor that treated me had covid also and he had a horrible bout too and he was telling me he says you know i can't i can't sit and and think about how people get through this, like how older people get through this because it's, 
it, it attacks you so bad. And I remember the Lord quickening to me. I can't imagine anyone getting through this without the Lord's presence, without the Lord's healing, without the Lord revealing Himself. What an empty life to attribute everything to chance and everything to science and everything to medicine. And I know, I'm surrounded by those people every day. Oh, let me tell you why you got better. Let me tell you why the car's airbags came out and why she was, why she was spared. Let me tell you why the car worked the way it did. A faithless life is an empty life. It's a life void of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a miserable life. That's what Paul said. We're, if that's all we have is just a... A, not, a notional thought that there's a God, if that's it, well, how miserable we are. Yes, the Lord ordained this light to shine out of darkness. And I'm so glad He did. So I sat, I sat there, and, and one of the things that felt so good to me during the time, which ended up being my undoing later, is I like to sit in the sun. That was the only thing that felt good to me while I was sick and weak. I would just go and lay kind of in the sun. And uh, I, I'm sure that contributed to my uh, dehydration. But I just felt when the light came upon me, it did good for me. It was spiritual to me. I understood that the Lord said, yes, I'm, I'm light. Because he revealed this text to me while I was going through all of it. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. Has no idea. Has no idea that Christ is feeding the soul. That Christ is healing the body. That Christ is preparing the, the vessel. Then our text tells us that this light shined in our hearts. That's the power thereof. It's not a form of godliness. It's not a head knowledge. It's not theology. It's not talking about religion. It's not things. It's not coming to church. It's not praying. It's not the ordinances. Those aren't the... That's, it's, it's the light of Christ in all of those things. It's the light of Christ in your soul. He caused Him to shine in our hearts. He's the reason. He's the power thereof. Paul said in Romans 5, 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That's the power thereof. He sheds the light and the love of Christ in our soul. And, and that's the thing. Listen, there's enough condemnation. I told you I got visits from Job's friends. And uh, you know what I mean by that. If you know anything about Job, you know that those religious friends would come and, and they would have an answer for everything and they'd have an answer for what you were going through and they'd have a remedy. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And I told Stephanie in the middle of all of it to be, I, I, under, I, I got to enter into what Job went through in the middle of all of the afflictions. He's get, his soul's being bombarded by religion. It ain't a good thing. Because it's always the onus is on the creature. There's something you can do. There's something you've done to bring this on. There's something you can do to get rid of it. Do this. Do that. And live. 
that bondage, it just sits on you. As I said, I, I got quite a few visits that way. And those try the soul. But light, light dispels all the false religion. Light dispels all that. When light shines on that darkness, and believe me, dear ones, it's darkness. It's darkness at the, at the height of the wicked one's power to use religion against you, to destroy you, to try to destroy you. But I kept remembering the Lord's words to Peter, but I've prayed for you. Oh, there were days I was sifted, sifted as wheat. But the Lord prayed for me. The Lord kept me. I seen him strengthen my wife. I seen him heal Lydia. I seen him heal Trevor. Paul's family, sure, can attest to the light. That's that's what the Lord has for us in trials. The light. What is he saying? What is he what is he teaching? Are you growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord? That's in our text here, you know. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It doesn't come any other way. It doesn't come any other way. He is the light. He is, and, and He shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's how God is known to us. That's the knowledge of God comes through Christ. In the face of Christ. Isn't that what the Father said about His Son in Matthew 3.17? He said, a loud voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That was at His baptism. Later, in the same book, at his transfiguration, he said the same thing. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But he added these words, hear ye him. You know why? He's the light. He is the life of men. He is the love. He is, the, he is, the, he is everything the Father has for his people. He is everything the Holy Spirit has for He's the manifestation in our soul. Hold your finger here and turn with me. It's our only place we'll go today. We're going over to Hebrews 1 again, just to read the first three verses again to accentuate this point of to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 starts out this way. God who at sundry times in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. And he did. He revealed Christ to the prophets, and the prophets spoke and taught the people of Christ to come. But then Christ came. And that's what he says, hath in these last days, and dear ones, I don't want to be morbid, but you know we're all in our last days too. From the time that we were born, we're headed toward a, a certain end that the Bible says we're all appointed to. And that certainly is, it's not morbid to me. It's, it's an ordained power of the Lord to me that he, he has that in his mind the days of my life. That's comforting to me. 
And in these days, he now speaks to us through his son. He has spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Do you see that? That the father has made him the heir of all things, the spokesman of all things, the life of all things, the light of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. See, because he was there. He was there in the creation. He was there before the foundation of the world. This was God ordaining salvation in our union to be in Christ. God ordained this. I accept my church in my son, in his righteousness, in his love, in his faith, in everything that my son is. He is that to his bride. Remember that passage, I believe it's in Isaiah, where he's called the Lord our righteousness. And then a few chapters later, the bride, the church, is called the the Lord, her righteousness. He's talking about the church. It's beautiful because we're in Christ. And that's, that's the way the Father has ordained that light to shine in our soul. He is the light of our life. Who, Christ, verse 3, being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power, when he, had, when he had by himself purged our sins, don't miss that, by himself, no cooperation from his church. He did it. He finished it. He went to the cross, all of him. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. That's what, what, what is he sitting? He's reigning. He's reigning for you. And I. He's the light in my life. He's the light in your life. He's the light in the trial. He's the light in all of providence that God brings in our life. So now let's go back to our text. I want to show you a couple things. Now we're going to stay in this chapter. Because as I said, this chapter is an extension of three, which Paul is talking about what Christ is to him as a minister. But see, that was Paul's calling. And, and some of us in here have that, but some of us don't. But you do have a calling. So it's not really just for a minister. It's what is your calling. And whatever that calling is, is Christ the life of that calling as we're going to look at here. As I said, this, this verse here, we, we can't lose sight of it because it fills every other verse. Look at verse 2. He says, but we but but have renounced. Well, we'll just back up the one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. How do you not faint, Paul? You told us you were beaten, I don't know how many times. You were shipwrecked, you were bitten by a snake. You were how do you not faint? Because of our text, the light of Christ in him. Verse 2 says, But we have renounced, I have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. How do you and I? renounce and say no to those things we hear in society, those things we hear from people, those things we hear from the wicked one, those things we hear from our flesh. How do we say 
know and renounce them as being anti-Christ? Well, he tells us, by the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has commanded that light to shine in our hearts. That's how we live, by Him. He had, but, we, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Manifestation of the truth. That's the light. The Lord reveals His truth to keep us preaching the truth. Okay, what about if I'm not a preacher? The Lord reveals the truth so that the truth is set forth in your life. That you're not duped by the world. That you're not enticed. I mean, you're going to be enticed. But you're not persuaded to the fall to where you are lost. No. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ is the light. He's the preserving light. He is that preserving seed. Look at verse 5. Paul says, for we preach not ourselves. Well, that's easy. It is easy to stand before people and preach yourself. It's easy to preach stories. It's pretty easy to preach religion. It's easy. Thousands do it. But Paul said, and there was plenty in his time doing the same thing. But Paul said something. He said, we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ. How do you do that? Well, it's not, you're not learning it in seminary. Certainly not. You're not learning it in sitting at, with men or reading books. You're learning it because Christ reveals it in your soul. He's the light. He has constrained me by His love that I only preach Christ. There's nothing else. Christ is the answer to everything. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I've asked every time I say that, is there anything else? that doesn't fall in those categories. But oh, fallen man, fallen intellectual man always believes there's something else. Something more. Paul said, we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Because of Christ. We're servants to preach the word because of Christ. And then we have our text. He's telling, see, see how it's connecting now? For God, he's telling him why. You know why we don't preach ourselves? You know why we don't do any of these things? You know why we don't follow in the, the hidden things of dishonesty? For God, he commanded the light to shine out of darkness. And he shined it in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's why. That's why the light of Christ fills my soul and constrains me to live after Him, to walk after Him. To, well, as I hear His voice, to walk toward that voice. That's the power thereof. It's His power. That's what He does. And that's not all. Look at 7. But we have this treasure, this light, the light of Christ. We have it in an earthen vessel. You know what that is? Your body. You have Christ dwelling in you in this earthen vessel, meaning it's going to return back to the earth. It's going to decay. That's okay. And that's one thing that I definitely saw in all of these trials is how weak I am. 
And praise be to God that in my weakness, He is strong. He's my strength. We have this treasure, the treasure of Christ, the cherished seed of Christ, the hope of glory, Christ in you. We have it in an earthly vessel. You ever wonder why? Well, you don't have to wonder because it says it right after that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us to show the glory of God and how He keeps His people. To show that, that we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That's the glory that the Father gets because of all that is done in these earthen vessels is done by His Son. That's what that says. We have it in these earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. To Him be all glory. Sean did nothing to get over COVID. Sean did nothing to bring Rebecca through the trial she's been in. Nothing. Helpless. Could not do anything. The Lord has to reveal that too. That you are helpless and dependent on this Lord who is in you. In me. I'm with you, Paul, in verse 8. We're troubled on every side. And we are. I tell you, you know, during the sickness, I mean, the sickness was so bad, there's be like I said, I, I'd sleep ten hours, I'd get up and eat something, I'd go back to sleep five more hours, I'd get up and eat something, stay up a couple hours and go back to sleep ten more hours again. But those cognizant hours, those hours I was awake, while the attacks are coming, you're attacked on every side. If it isn't the physical being attacked at the time, your mind is starting to wander. You got the fears. There's one time I remember vividly, uh, Melissa gave us a uh, oxygen meter and uh, I had just gotten a text from someone, and they were asking me how I was doing. And they told me. They said I was late. I could barely get my head out of bed uh, off, the, off the pillow, and I'm trying to text them, and it was horrible. But they said, you just keep an eye on that oxygen meter. You know, if it, if it, if it goes under, I think they told me, 94, you, you, better, you better get some help. I reach over there, and I grab the oxygen meter, put it on my finger. I can barely pick it up. I look over there. It says 91. So, oh no, oh no, it's settling it. I, I got to go to the hospital. I got all these thoughts came. And then it's like the Lord, the light just came in and settled me and said, is that true? Do you feel any different than you did 10 minutes ago? No, no, I don't. I took it again. About five minutes later, it was 79. I said, oh, okay, well, it's not working properly right now. Took another nap, got up later, 98, 98, 98. Attacks, they come in like, what, what keeps you from, from, from going out the door? What keeps you from calling 911? Christ in you, hope in you. The light to come in that trial and say, no, peace be still. Peace be still. I don't know the answer. I mean, I really don't. I'm too weak. I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. Yeah, we're troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. 
Well, I felt some distress. No, not not to to get given over. Perplexed, but not in despair. Yeah, sometimes the soul does get in despair, and it's perplexed, but it's not left there. Hope thou in God. I think about that psalmist all the time. He 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 wrote some pretty deep things, and I'm sitting there reading. Oh, what soul! And all of a sudden, hope thou in God. That's the only place hope is. You know what teaches you that? The light that the Father commanded to shine out of darkness. To shine in your soul and in your heart. Praise be to God. He's faithful. Faithful. Faithful promise keeper. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Why? Because of the light. Because of always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Did you know that? Did you know that's what the people of God go through? Always bearing about the, 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 in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus because we're dying daily. Paul said it all, I die often. Yeah, I die daily. Yeah, We're dying to this world. We're dying to the hold it has on us. We're dying to all the things that would come between us and you know how we're dying to that? It's mortification. That's his work. Also, we, we're always we're always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So that Christ, Christ's presence is brought forward in our weakness. He said it this way in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. We're being made conformable unto his death. He's readying you and I for ours. How does he do that? He weans us from this world and he brings our mind and our heart and our soul to desire him. Remember Paul said that? Oh, I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between, I, I love the brethren here. I love to be with you. I know there's work to be done here, but oh. I long to be with my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's His faithfulness. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Repeated it again to show the importance of why are we delivered in the providence to these things? So that Christ is revealed in us. That's the reason of the trial. That's what Jesus said. What Paul said, I, I, I besought the Lord three times to have this thorn removed. But he couldn't. Why? And the Lord said, I've ordained this. That my, my grace is made perfect. And my strength is made perfect. Those things are sent to us to humble us and to make us dependent upon the Lord. And when those things aren't learned, when those things aren't shown to us or we're hardened by them, guess what? In His faithfulness, He'll show us again. But you know what? I need to be shown more than once. I noticed that I feel so... Uh, told the pastor last week, I, 
I feel on a, a spiritual high because of the Lord bringing me through all of this. And then I got back to almost back to work and things and I lost sight of that again and started to get polluted by the world. And, and once again, you lose sight of all. So we need the Lord to come again, come again, to breathe upon his garden, to bring life, to bring the light. Look at 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus. Paul's speaking of his ministry. There's no other way he could preach and live without the Lord raising him up just as he raised Christ. You and I the same way. How are we kept? How do we live? How do we go on each day? By him. That's it knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Go up to the glory of God. Give praise to the glory of God. Because that's what that design is for. When the light comes in and dispels darkness, the child of God praises his Lord. That's what he does. He praises the Lord. He's not looking at self. He hasn't said, oh, I'm so much better now that I've delivered myself out of it. I got myself out. No, he's been humbled and he's dependent upon his Lord and he knows all glory and praise belongs unto him. To him be all glory. For which cause we faint not, and how true this is, but though our outward man perish, it is. Yet the inward man is renewed. Now that ain't by us. That's by the Lord himself. That's his presence. His, his mercies are new every day. We're washed and renewed and in our minds and our hearts daily. Why? Because we sin daily. We're polluted daily. Daily. We need his presence. Our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewing day by day. It's, I think about, like I said, I, I, sometimes I do comparison with myself, and I think, well, I felt so strong before I got sick, and now it's taken a long time to get back to, and I'm not back to where I was strength-wise, but getting there, and I think, wow, my strength went away just like that. Just like one little virus that you can't even see comes in and boom. That's, that's the power of the Lord. Just knocks you right out. You know what? You ain't getting up till the Lord says you are. That's, that's the, the, the Lord's power every day. It's in His hands. And I think about how my, my strength goes up and comes up, but the Lord's sustaining grace and power is every day. Never runs out. It's a, it's a, that light is never extinguished. For our light affliction. You know, there are times in your life, you know, I'm sure when we have trials and afflictions that are harder than others, we don't think too much of them being light. But when the Lord is faithful and gracious enough to take us to the cross and what Jesus went through for us, oh, they're light. They're very light. 
we see and the heavens are open to see what Jesus did for us, what he went through, yeah, they're light afflictions. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it's true, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's what Romans 8.28 tells us. All this is working for good. All of this is working, conforming us to his image. While we look not at the things which are seen. Boy, I tell you, that's hard, isn't it? That's all we look every day. What's seen? We get up, watch that TV, we see it. We see what's going on, we think we do anyway. We go to out in the marketplace, we see things. We look at ourselves, we see things. And we form, that's the way life is based on the way I see it. When Jesus says, be not faithless, but believing, we believe. We see what's not seen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Oh Lord, reveal, reveal that which we cannot see. Thy faith, thy love, thy mercies, thyself. Text one more time. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, reveal thy face to thy people. For the glory of thee. For this I ask in Jesus' name.